What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Heather C. So you, me, and my ex. Last week, I said you, me, and your ex. My bad. It was wrong. So season two, episode three has aired. So we got to jump in. There's a lot to talk about. So I'm going to jump over to Nashville, Tennessee. I want to talk about Matt, Kenzie, and Chelsea. Because right after Chelsea moves into the house and she gets settled and she gets her little puppy um together, it's actually Kenzie's parents show up for a barbecue that they kind of forgot about, kind of didn't forget about. And now she's like faced with the idea of meeting Kenzie's family and having to explain why she's there because no one knows that she moved in. Matt didn't tell anyone. Obviously, Kenzie did not tell her parents that Matt was moving his ex into their home. So now they're faced head on with this awkward explanation because when you go to your daughter's boyfriend's house, not fiance, boyfriend, and there's another woman in the kitchen, the first thing that you would do as a mom and a dad is say, Who's this lady in your house? You know, you want to explain to us what's going on? So Matt runs outside to barbecue so he can avoid the situation completely. And he leaves the ladies out to decide to tell them, tell her parents what's going on. And her parents are very shocked. They're like, this woman, she has all these roles, all these titles. She's living in your home. And Kinsey's mom is like, it's been four years and Matt hasn't proposed. But now he's moving Chelsea, his ex, into the house. And she's just feeling like... This is a weird situation. And to make things even more weird, Matt brings out a bottle of alcohol that he and Chelsea had made. And they have their photos on the front of it that they called baby making juice that they had back from when they were dating. And he actually saw it in Chelsea's house when he was helping her move and he confiscated it and brought it to his house. And now he's showing Kinsey's parents. So how awkward is this situation? Um, the only thing that I will say about this situation is that I don't feel that Chelsea had to be made part of this whole situation. I feel like he could have gave her the option and said, Hey, you know what? Um, Kenzie's parents are coming over and, you know, if you want to join us, there's, you know, you're more than welcome to, I don't think that she should have had to feel like, you know, she was obligated and had to be there and you know what, get ready, get dressed. We'll be here at this time. She should have been able to stay in her room or go run errands or, you know, do whatever um, because it wasn't her place to be there. She's a roommate. Also, I think that it was very um, inappropriate for him to bring out the alcohol situation because it was a product placement that wasn't needed. I think that um, to insert himself in the joke when that's like the first time meeting the parents um, and then, you know, you already inserted like your ex-girlfriend in on it and then you're like hey you know we took this together and then you know you're talking about baby making juice which is talking about kind of like their past and it's intimacy and all this other stuff and it's like I just I feel for Kenzie I really do I think that she she's a good one I think she's very strong and she holds it together because she has the right you know she has the right mind to just be like, look, this is not going to work and, you know, blow up at any moment. And she doesn't. She keeps calm. She keeps her composure. And I don't think that he's treating her right. Um, so I don't know. I hope that as the season goes on, you know, other than the previews that we just saw for next week, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that he gets it together. Because if there's still feelings between him and his ex, he needs to be honest so she can get out and go do for herself because the girl is cute. She don't need no man to disrespect her like that. 
Okay, so let's jump over to North Carolina. I want to talk about April, John, Lauren, and Roy because we were watching them go to a, they're trying to navigate family events and mm -hmm. things during a separation, which is hard enough. And then there's also Lauren, who is John's ex wife. And then there's Roy, who is April's ex husband. And there's just a lot of moving parts here. And they're trying to navigate life during the separation. And I think I said this last week, April was confused by John's trying to kiss her during their separation. And I was like, that is true. I feel like in order for them to figure out what's going on in their relationship, they need to find out their problems before they jump back into bed. So I feel like April was like, whoa, that's not where we are in this time. Like we need to work on our problems. And I kind of feel like April is kind of at the point where she realizes that this marriage is probably over. And I don't think John is on the same page. I think John is looking at it as, oh, well, we're not over. We're still in the, like, we're torturing each other phase. So I'm going to say mean things to April. April's going to say mean things to me. But then at the end of the day, we still love each other. And I don't think April is in that space. I feel like that space has never been for April. She either wants you to love her or you hate each other and you're going to separate. And I don't think that she's ever been in that in-between. And I'm I'm worried because I don't know if John is going to be ready to let go. Because even Roy said in this episode, he was like, I think it's time for you to bow out peacefully and end this without all the torture and the nasty words and calling each other names. He's like, you need to end this on a positive note because we are going to all be in each other's lives. So in order for us to get along, you can't keep saying nasty things to Lauren. You can't keep saying nasty things to April. You need to end it and let it be a peaceful situation. There's children involved. There's other people involved. There, they can't be ugly. It just can't be. You know the the old saying that it's like it's it's not you it's me. I think in this case scenario it's the other way around. I I don't think that John is necessarily a bad guy. Uh, I do think that there is something troubling him or something that's hurting him that's causing his relationships to not be long lasting. And I, I know that they always say, like, you know, people should go to uh, couples counseling and stuff together. But in, in his um, situation, he might even want to try to seek just someone to talk to one on one with himself because it wasn't just one relationship. Now we're talking about two. And the way mm -hmm. he's so defensive and the way he, like, comes at these women it's like he's hurting somehow. Like somebody hurt him that's causing this reaction to come out. And we know that there had to have been something that, you know, that these women see in him because obviously April, you know, left her situation to be with him. And I think that, you know, deep down inside, she loves him, but she does not deserve to get mistreated. She should not feel like she should be, you know, belittled, especially in her own house. She shouldn't have to, you know, be upset and cry every day and deal with those type of hurt and feelings from somebody who's supposed to be your partner and somebody who's supposed to love you. So I think that he really needs to do some soul searching, figure out what is causing this anger or negativity and maybe work on that and then together maybe work on it and see if it's still there and if not then separate and go go your separate ways life is too short to be stuck on something that's not going to work yeah i agree and april is like the way that he flipped her off 
her daughter was present. Like there were children present. Like this is just not the life that she wants. She doesn't want her children, especially her daughter, to think that a man can treat you that way, that that's it's okay. It's not okay. It's degrading. It, it definitely really is. is. So I want to talk about DeAndre, Elodie, and Rowan. Well, we didn't get Rowan, but we got DeAndre and Elodie in this episode. And there's a little tension between them because ever since DeAndre announced that he's accepting the invitation to go to Sanibel Island in Florida with his ex, Elodie is kind of on edge. Like, they are spending time together, but she says it's true. She does feel a certain type of way. And I, I don't blame you, Elodie, at all. You should feel a certain type of way. But we do, we learned that DeAndre's... um baseball career ended because of the pandemic and now he's modeling he has a luxury car business he has a jewelry line he's an entrepreneur he is um he has his own business and he's working on that and he's planning a promotion party for his jewelry line and he dropped a bomb on Elodie and he said well I want you to meet Rowan and I also want you to meet my mom and they're both going to be flown into the party by me and you're going to meet them together and I think that's a little intimidating because we know that their relationship is so close and i feel like elodie probably wanted to meet his mom one-on-one -on -one, just deandre elodie and his mom so it's going to be difficult when she's already the outsider the third wheel so to speak in this in this friend group so i feel like she's going to have a lot of stress going into this party because it's very important that his mom likes her because she's a long-term girlfriend this isn't just an overnight situation for her like her and her daughter love him and they want this to work so i do feel like the meeting is definitely something that should be separate because she already feels a certain type of way about Rowan and how close they are. So now adding her to the dinner when they meet each other is just going to make things super awkward. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, I think this is more of a damage control. <laughs> I think that he does want her to meet his mom, but he knows that she really wants to. So I think he's kind of using that as a timing thing, because maybe it will soften the blow. Uh, maybe she won't be as mad if I go on this trip with Rowan, if I promise her to go meet mom, because, you know, once you meet the parents, it's kind of a big step in a relationship. It shows that you really want to be with a person and you want to take the next step. But here's my thing. Why can't Elodie go on the trip with them and make it like a friend's trip. You know what I mean? Like, why can't, and it would also be good TV for TLC. Like you, you add them in the mix. Like it just, it looks some type of way. Like even if they're friends, you can tell there's still chemistry. And one of the scenes that we seen for, I think it's next week. And they were coming to the table to meet mom and everything. He hugged Rowan and the way she like put her arms around him. It just kind of looked like, you know, like, hey, this is my, you know, <laughs> and you can tell that if the moment was there and the opportunity was there and maybe Elodie wasn't a thing, they would probably respark their chemistry. Mm. I just feel that way. I, I mean, I do. I think that it's great that they have each other and their friendship or whatever, but I think that there's potential for it to be more. And I don't think that that's fair for Elodie to be drug around. If you're going to be in a relationship with her, you need to give your attention with her. You need to go on a vacation with her, embrace her, her child, meet mom together. Why is the ex-girlfriend coming to meet mom? Like that, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> 
So I want to talk about Jennifer, Josh, Chantel, and Danielle, because we were at Camila's party virtually. We weren't physically there, but we were watching. (laughs) Yeah, we were watching Camila's birthday party and they made a huge announcement and they're all going to move together in one house under one roof. And they're all going to, it's a test, a trial period. They're going to rent their homes out. Um, in, in case it doesn't work, they still have their homes, but it will be easier because they're all basically together all the time. Um, babysitting, you know, taking kids to school, going to events, they're always together. So being in one place would save a lot of gas, a lot of time, a lot of commute. So it makes sense to them, but everyone at the party had an opinion and a judgment. And Jennifer's mom, I think was the most opinionated about it. She just said it makes not one lick of sense to her. Like she just doesn't understand how they can all live together, but Camila can't call Josh dad. And she even went as far as to say that Josh and Chantel's close relationship worries her because she thinks that they might hook up. And I'm thinking Chantel is not interested in Josh like at all because we know what Chantel's sexual preference is. She's with Jennifer. So I was like, what a weird thing to say. And it's true because Josh was like, I get all the backlash and we get all of the the people who have something to say about our lifestyle. And we saw firsthand, they're going through a lot of judgment from their friends and family. I can't imagine what that's like for people to have so many things to say about your relationship and your lifestyle when it works perfectly fine for everyone involved. First of all, I just want to say I love this family. I always have. Um, and I love this for them. I love the fact that they're going to be in a joint household. I know that Chantel is kind of like doesn't want to be on board, but I think this is good for them. I really do. I see the good in it. I think that, you know, they are all together all the time. Just save face and I'll be together. Um, but Jennifer, you know I love you, but I have to come for your mom at this one time. I understand that your mom is from a different generation where, you know, things were different. You know, uh, today's society is much more open and broad and we use different terms and we have different types of everything. And a lot of like the old school generation, it's new to them. Um, but a lot of her comments, I kind of felt for Chantel. I, I felt bad for her because it's almost like her feelings weren't being considered and whether or not that was just TLC's editing that did it or whatever, I don't know. But like how you were saying about like her comments where she was just like, couldn't get past the fact of Josh being the dad. That's another thing with like old school versus new school. It is normal to have surrogacy. It is normal to have the same sex raise a family together that's normal that that's the life that we live you know and i don't think that you should downplay anybody's feelings and it doesn't have to be such an old school role and i think just by like not considering her feelings and just pushing the fact josh brought camila here by being a sperm donor for them and that was it all right guys we run out of time we're gonna come back next week as we watch you me and my ex season to episode four next week. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com. And anyway, you get your podcast. Make sure you follow my co-host as well. Her links are right here at the bottom. It's the George Mossy Show. We'll talk to you guys really soon.